Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We're live from Hyattop, Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to the program. Coming up later on this hour, Holly Whitfield will join me and we will review episode number four of 10 of Bluff City Law. Because apparently uh, it's not going further than 10 episodes or uh, it might. There's a chance. There is a chance. But the show has not been canceled yet. But production will wrap up at the end of the month uh, on Bluff City Law. And we'll see what happens. But we'll talk about this week's episode, very controversial episode uh, number four. Plus, later on this hour, me and Gabe will do our best to give back to the community. And we will answer your Memphis Reddit questions. That's all still to come on the program. We start every week talking about what happened over the past seven days in the world of Memphis sports. And we talk about what we will remember. And we do so with Jessica Benson. She is the local 24 sports reporter and anchor. She's also the co-host of the Still Not Married podcast. New episode just dropped yesterday. And she joins us now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm afraid we doomed Bluff City Law with our podcast. Um, I don't think so. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to assume that the higher ups at NBC are listening to Still Not Married, especially like right as it drops. But, uh, I mean, we were pretty harsh on it and now I'm, I feel bad. I have remorse. What? You were harsh on it? This, this media has been, the local media has been so kind to it. I think it could be, it could be much worse. Now, you know, we review all of the Memphis television shows on, on this program and if you compare it to Christmas at Graceland and, and uh, wedding at Graceland, especially, uh, it's some quality television. You got a big time TV star in there and Jimmy Smith's. And I think they were trying to tell some good stories and they had, uh, I thought the pilot was, was great. And I, I, I have to listen to your review then. I cannot believe that you, you know, they- and your fiance are like compared to, have you seen wedding at Graceland? No. <laughs> All right, that movie is awful. Y'all should watch that, especially. I think it should be a like you've got a podcast about being That's what engaged. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, exactly. You we got to find we gotta it. Watch that as we get married. Yes. The problem you got to find it, and I, if you talk to our, our friend Greg Akers of the Memphis Business Journal, who who joined us to review that, he could not find. Was it Christmas at Graceland? So he had to buy it. That's the worst thing. You don't want to have to buy it. Oh, you don't want to have to oh, spend. No. There's okay, I need to find need to find a link. Better ways I need to, to find that, the Reddit stream. <laughs> yeah, better ways to spend that five dollars. But apparently, it's hard to. To stream Hallmark movies once they leave, they're shocking. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, There's... we were. We, I, you know, it wasn't terrible, but I would like to clarify that Chris was very positive about it because he, he is an employee yeah. of NBC, so exactly. he thinks they should win all the Emmys. But I got a little <laughs> more real on the podcast, and maybe I've been publicly in Memphis along the oh, way. Wow. But one thing, one thing they were missing though, we realized they didn't have a good, they didn't have a theme song. Yeah, oh, like, I noticed that this really, week. Yeah. They really needed a theme song that that drew you in, and then they needed some more. I think they needed a, a romantic storyline faster. That that was where they failed. Yeah, and coming up next week. Yeah, there should have been some romance. 
I definitely agree. It's a Memphis and I want the theme song because I want that to be something we can we Me can too. Play I could have made it a ringtone. Right. Yeah, I was, you know, disappointed. We'll yeah. never have the, the longevity of the law and order sound effect. But we could have. What could have been? If you can't hold the voices audience, I mean you you gotta go. You gotta go. What can you do? I mean, Not a lot of crossover there. Between the voice and the I, I also don't think that is, and that's something I was. I have it on on my notes to talk about later with Holly, but it is, it is like the voice is the show on NBC. Like that's the show. If you get the the post voice time slot, it's supposed to be great. But at the same time, it's like how much of the voices audience is the same as Bluff City Law? Because I'm avoiding any type of singing competition show. I'm not interested. Maybe you could have got me to watch one in 2002. But today, yeah, not interested fair. in it. And so I have, if I flipped over to NBC and saw The Voice was on, I was like, I don't going back to this channel tonight. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And, and there might have been many people like you. And I, oh, just, well. I just, but this also takes some dedication for the voices audience, which is probably mostly, you know, let's face it, network TV primetime, watching live, that is the older audience. And it's gonna take it's gonna take, you know, some dedication for them to be watching the voice to find the remote control and change the channel. But that's what they're yeah. doing. That's what they're doing. Some some way, somehow. Or I mean, even just to turn it off. Right. <laughs> like they could have just left it on. They could have helped sleep it out. to it. Yeah. Oh well, but anyway, it's, I haven't watched. I haven't watched this week's episode, so I'm also part of the problem. But uh, you are definitely part of the problem. It's on the DVR. It. I, I, I will. I will complete the ten episodes. I vow to the city of Memphis. I will complete the ten episodes. They do do my do my duty. They do. Tr- DVR numbers are tracked somehow too. So. Uh, if, if you okay. have it, if you have it on a DVR, then That's something you're okay. contributing. Yeah. I, you need to, or probably you need to watch on Hulu. Is what is what they're saying. Uh, oh yeah, so then Hulu will so we get just, convinced to. To take kick a chance on the little show that could. It's not over. What is what is fascinating, we're only in episode four, and we're going to hit episode ten. But we do talk about what we will remember from the week in Memphis sports. This is outside of the world of sports, but it is something that has captivated the attention of, of this city for, for the past uh, few weeks, for a month now. We're a month into this show. And it it is, we're going to remember when you found out that, okay, it doesn't look like they're picking it up. It hasn't been canceled yet, so we still have, the problem is this is going to be like a, a, a double blow here. Uh, we, we've got yeah. this sad news. No, we're going to have – this is prepares you for the sadder news to come down the line. It's a mini, it's a mini blow to help you cope when it, it comes down. I mean, my, fr- my friend works in TV, and so she sent me the deadline article right. yesterday, and she was like, it's donezo. And we had just been – we were in Nashville this week with her, and she told me. She's like, there is no way. And I, I kept saying – I will say, I was like, I don't think there's no way it doesn't survive. Right. I don't think it's – that bad and she's she was correct so oh well she, well it's I mean, it has, we have sports to, to distract us from the sadness that is bluff city law it, it it hasn't been like it hasn't been it has still has not been canceled but we've got to to remember that it's kind of like right. it's been put into put into hospice care and, <laughs> that's perfect like it's still around Still a chance, but does not look Still good. Still alive, but it's barely breathing. Yeah, does not look good. Okay, yeah. uh, let's talk about sports. Well, the problem with sports, we've, we've, we have to flash back talking because this week, the thing we remember from this week is almost exactly seven days ago. We've got to go back to yeah. that Memphis football game uh, for a minute. The controversial uh, call at the end of the game, the reversal of a call that took what was probably going to be another win and a continuing uh, undefeated season for, for the University of Memphis Tigers. Like these these... My daughter had never seen the Memphis Tigers lose a football game in her entire life. 
and it had to go down the first one like this. Did she cry? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, yes. Oh, of course she's going to cry. cry. Oh, yeah. Was it related to that? I don't know. She probably was <laughs> needed a diaper change. But a 50-50 chance. But the uh, where, where are we at? So we're a week later, and the reaction, uh, Mike Norvell, and it was magnifico too, right? Who caught this? Like it was perfect. It was like it's exactly what it was supposed to be. And oh my goodness, it was it was it was uh, such a frustrating uh, reversal of a call. The ball didn't. Are we are we still saying the refs got it wrong? What are we saying here today? So my final stance on it was that it might not have been a catch. I, I personally think it was a catch, and, you know, what is a catch in 2019? We'll be saying this for all of eternity. But bottom line is there was not indisputable evidence that we saw that gave the officials, you know, the parameters to overturn that call. I mean, when I'm watching the game last week, I'm already writing my highlights. Uh, as as they're in review. I'm calling it a Hail Joey as opposed to a Hail Mary. <laughs> and I think I'm clever and I'm really excited about it. And then, and you know, and, and both the play-by-play guy and the analyst are both clearly going on as if this is a catch and, and setting up, putting Memphis into field goal position. They don't even have to kick a field goal right then. They could have gone for the end zone. Who knows what happens at that. And so when they go and overturn that call, everyone's shocked and I think you know when everyone is still shocked on the Monday after and you're still looking for answers from the conference and if you're Mike Norvell I mean yeah you're peeved but you got to move on to the next game um it's just it's a bummer and the fact that the conference never released some other if it was if it was so obvious my gut feeling is that the conference would have released whatever video it was that they used to get there i just think it was kind of a flub job all around so the thing that sucks about it is like you can't do anything about it like the l is there and so that perfect season that looked like it could have happened and you know i was big last weekend covering because it turned into the domination of my sports cast both on saturday and sunday um was that yeah memphis put themselves in that position because they turned it over four times, and they were in a 16-0 hole on the road against a really solid Temple team, especially that Temple defense. But football, it's its a game. It's a four-quarter game, and the momentum was working in Memphis's favor. And I'm never going to be one who says a call is the reason a team loses a game. But in that case, that's about as close as you get to getting into that territory where uh, it's a little sketchy on, on how – Mag, mag, not magnetic, but how much of a magnitude that call? The magnitude of the magnificent. Thank you. <laughs> yes, the magnitude of the magnifico, and like Joey Magnifico. Did you know that Joey Magnifico has his last name tattooed on his arm? I didn't, but I learned that during that game. And at that point, I was like, he should have his name tattooed on both arms. It was amazing, <laughs> and then and it took it away. And so it it is what it is. But bottom line is moving into this week. You know, it's such a cliche coaches speak, but like all the Tigers goals are technically still on the table, uh, a division title, a conference title. If you really want to stretch and say a new year six bowl, uh, the cotton bowl isn't entirely out of play yet. You have Boise state playing at BYU tonight, which a lot of people think you know, is kind of a trap game for Boise state. I personally think Boise state will win tonight. Now, could they lose to a, random team through the mountain west 
throughout the rest of the season, certainly. Um, oh, I but, picked BYU. Nah, I, I know. Biggest Many people did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and they BYU beat my USC Trojans in overtime, oh, wow, and it was horrible. Too. So, uh, sad, sad life there. But um, And Boise State is on their backup quarterback, too, I think. Yeah, they're back of quarter run. Um, so you have no idea what's going to happen. What a year so for Memphis, them. Right. Yeah. I am Memphis, believing in BYU today. It's a miracle on Provo. Yeah. I, th- I mean, they, they're they on a backup quarterback, too. I think they're on a backup backup quarterback. Wait, so you're saying uh, we can still go to, co- to the Cotton Bowl? I'm saying there's a chance. Like, oh, Bluff no. City Law could not get canceled. But, okay, <laughs> is it a better same, chance than Bluff City Law point. episode yes. 11? I would, yes, I would put it as a better chance than Bluff City Law episode 11. But, you know, there's there's so many other... It's not a matter of Memphis simply controlling their own destiny. Other things have to right. fall into place. Now, they, they do in some sense, because if SMU keeps winning and if Cincinnati keeps winning, those are two teams that Memphis is going to face here at home and if they can get those wins over those teams then obviously they would win the west they would win the american and then it's a matter of okay do they have the best group of five school record at the end of the season and then you have to look around to the boise state they're right now app state is undefeated out of the sunbelt sunbelt um so you kind of look for there so now today just becomes about tulane and really this is the i know we say it frequently but this is the biggest game of the Tiger season. Now, if they win today, then that shifts to SMU. Yeah, SMU. Probably the Wait, the explain season. to me why this one's bigger than SMU, besides the fact you want because people you to watch your sportscast tonight. You can't lose today. I mean, if you, well, you lose can, two games yeah. in a row, then then the house of cards crumbles. Like you're, I'm not saying you're season two. Momentum does, issues today, then. They, correct. It just, it's, it, everything becomes then then it really is a matter of like as difficult as bluff city law episode 11 <laughs> like nothing's gonna happen at that point the, so you have to look like, at this game that's the where, new scale of impossibility new, yeah. in this town is like is what's more likely to have uh, i don't know can i can i use that being an abc station can i say that in my sportscast i don't I think, think you so. can that's throwing shade right i hope so i think i might try what's it. on we'll abc we got it's not monday night football on abc on monday nights uh which it should be it's on ESPN. it will be the it will be the bachelor when it comes back that's Bachelor's all I usually the monday night uh yeah but is it is it on at nine what time is uh, this thought? bachelor's on it was it like seven to nine or eight to ten it's eight to ten. Oh, it's a two seven, hours maybe at eight. seven to nine it I might don't be seven oh, no. You think I they would have are. it lead into something, but uh, yes, we would. But yeah, we're programming ABC all of a sudden. Oh, wait, you're right, right. So here's, this, here's the thing. let's be let's be real about this. I you know I complain a lot about the Tigers' football schedule being awful. Like the non-conference, they're playing South Alabama. They're playing like you're you're having these boring games. Louisiana Monroe on the, multiples of these. One of them fine, but you have so many of them on your schedule. Uh, but the one benefit of that, the one benefit is supposed to be. You have a clear path to go to the Cotton Bowl, right? Like, that was supposed to be the one benefit. Like, yes, you're playing these lousy teams, but look at it. You're better than everybody. You're favored in every game. It should be set up. The Tigers should be going uh, to go to the Cotton Bowl. And I'm like, well, that's that's a fair trade-off. If you want me to pl- to have to watch South Alabama play, uh, and then two weeks later they're playing Louisiana Monroe, okay, fine. But uh, if you're saying I get to watch the Tigers in the Cotton Bowl. But – no, that's slipping away now. And then what's the benefit of having uh, a boring regular season and then going to what would be a boring bowl game? Because really, anything below the Cotton Bowl this year is going to be a disappointment. And I think it's going to be hard for, for Tiger fans to get excited, especially with Penny Mania going on. Yeah, and that just, as soon as that starts, 
then things flip. Now, on the plus side, you have time to pick up that momentum back before Penny Mania officially gets going, even though maybe that's the other... I know the Grizzlies had their preseason this week, and we finally saw Jaw play against NBA teams, but I think the other thing that we'll remember really from this week is that the Tigers were picked to tied for first from the coaches at AAC Media Days for Basketball. But, you know, I, the AP poll come up now, and we wanted to see Memphis football and Memphis basketball ranked at the same time. And I don't know if we're going to see that. I don't know if a, a win over Tulane pushes the Tigers back into that spot. So yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to work for that now. So that's what we will remember from the week about the Memphis Tigers, not the fact that they apparently have laid out the basketball court uh, on the oh, gosh, at Lander Center. Too. It looks like it happened it's at Lander Center. Did they take the basketball court to what happened here? They took- I was so I do not know. I should have gotten the details on that before we spoke because that confused me too. So I, I don't know, but I would assume that's what happened, and they they corrected their things. <laughs> no, we probably won't, we won't we won't we're, what we're going to remember is what the court looked like at Memphis Madness. That is yeah. the, the correction, but the Tigers made the uh, correction to the court. Uh, Gabe, if you will, please uh, for those who don't remember what was uh, Gabe Coon on the other side of the glass, please let the listeners know what uh, was on the court or what people were seeing on the court. Uh, it looked like two penises. All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate his ability to be so blunt uh, on on both at both ends of the court. They seem to be gone, so that's it. You didn't think it was? I thought it needed to happen. Should happen. They did it. So then we don't have to have that conversation anymore. You have to kill kill the news story as soon as possible. Cut your losses, Jessica. I thought you said they weren't gonna. Uh, they shouldn't switch it. She does. She's, I told you. I said, and I took my thoughts. Twitter and it, I think people agreed that they should have just leaned in. They could have done some brilliant sponsoring moments. I said they should have been sponsored by Trojan, and then they could have said they protect the paint. And you know, instead, here we are with just a normal basketball court. I don't. Uh, is, yeah. Well. Yeah. True. True. Listen. Let me be. Let me also be perfectly clear. <laughs> I did not actually mean that. This is a thing called sarcasm, <laughs> and I. I agree. I don't think it was in the Tigers' best interest to have that court be what everyone is talking about every time they play on national television this year. And now it can be more focused right. on what's actually happening. But it's a goof in the yeah. past. No, it's a it's a you know a small snafu. It's something that can be referenced, but you're not thinking about the entire time you're watching at every single game that you maybe occasionally will bring back up and it'll be a fun story to tell and something to talk about uh you know down the line and it was something good for us to talk about now right really to have the conversation like saying do all courts look like this or not right and yeah it really forced us to open up our minds and see if we were missing some trend that was happening and you know tigers were really on the forefront of that (laughs) we appreciate it and we also appreciate the fact that they saw the error in their ways. Oh, you're th- you're they possible they they thought maybe this is a trend because Penny's setting all these new trends, right? He's changing the he game, is. and this was this was just the latest way, and it just, that's just didn't catch on because not all all trends are going to catch on. No, no, you got to you got to realize where you missed sometimes. So. The the Tigers have a new court. John Morant made his debut in a Grizzlies uniform against the NBA team, but it was still preseason. So really, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It, we keep pushing it, it off like our excitement. Thing- he looks the one thing yeah. I will say with the preseason and what it has looked like for the Grizzlies, I think it's doing a really nice job of setting up fans' expectations 
for this season. <laughs> and, like, because people assume, you know, they're going to be bad. Um, but it's hard until you actually see it for yourself. And so the way I'm putting it is that it's going to be, like, a sprinkle of the good of the excitement of the future on top of some bad basketball. And, like, last Monday when they lost to the Charlotte Hornets, like, they're going to have some inexplicable losses to teams like the Charlotte Hornets where they just, well, I guess not inexplicable just because they're not they're not that good yet. And there's that, you know, they're young. But you have the sprinkle of Jaw finding himself. I mean, last night against the Spurs, I think he had 16 points, six assists, and he looked really good. His vision has been tremendous throughout the preseason. His game is translating as hoped and, you know, as people wanted with the news this week of Zion Williamson, kind of the injury that he's dealing with. There's talk of, you know, John Morant has a serious chance at running for Rookie of the Year. Obviously, it's very, very early, but just the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies get to be in that conversation is what this season is all about. Uh, you have Jaron, who's kind of struggled through the preseason with fouls. He finally didn't foul out last night. So that's a bonus. And then Brandon Clark, who the Grizzlies got at 21, has been, you know, people kind of thought he was the sleeper of the draft. And it's, again, the preseason, so you can't take too much stock in it, but he's looked really good. So you just have to remember it's not, it, there are going to be moments of fun in giant puddles of bad. And you just got to, you got to, fish for those moments of fun and they will be fun when they're there and you know i mean jaw when i was at the game on monday night he almost had a dunk that like would have been top 10 on sports center absolutely and that's what you're hoping for he didn't make it but yeah. again preseason if, he has time <laughs> if you're listening to this for your recap of the week in, in sports and what the big really the big story for the grizzlies is zion williamson being out for possibly you know two weeks or more to start the season and then he's going to have to come back from this injury, and it does open up when the number one pick goes out, opens up a huge opportunity for the number two pick to become rookie a year, as you mentioned. That really is the story this week, which because that's the storyline of the season is seeing how as to how well he does. And if you have a true chance at that race, you've got something to watch every night that the Grizzlies play a FedEx form, uh, and not just to something's on the line, right? I, I like when when things are on the line when you're when you're playing for something. And right, because be play, we know be the, Grizzlies, for, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies will be aren't playing for something. Right, the really. team is not playing for anything. But, exactly. But John Morant definitely uh, now will be playing for that that rookie of the year for the rookie of the year honor. So that just opened it up. Grizzlies can can win something. There can be a a trophy um, being held by a means to an end by a Grizzlies player at the end of the year. Yeah. So there we go. All right, uh, Jessica. It's always a pleasure. We will talk to you next Saturday. Absolutely. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. That's Jessica Benson from Local Twenty Four Watcher tonight. On your television, follow her on Twitter at Local24. Jessica, you will not regret it. One of the best uh, Twitter follows in Memphis, especially especially if you want to keep up with what's happening in the world of sports. She joins us every Saturday at 10 a.m. to start the show. And we've been talking about Bluff City Law every Saturday. Uh, and we will continue to do so as long as the show remains on the air all the way up to episode number 10. This week was episode four. And when we come back, Holly Whitfield's going to join me. And we're going to talk about what we liked about that show and also try to figure out why, why NBC is not picking up the uh, back nine or the of, of this show. Why are they not picking up any more episodes? We'll talk about that and more when we come back. You'll listen to Sports 86, 96.1 in 87.7 FM. The Tigers, the Grizzlies, the SEC. We are real sports talk. I love it. I love it. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now. 
Back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend here. This portion of uh, Cerrito Lives being brought to you by Media Outlet. It's a movie lover's paradise with endless hours of adventure, right? It is the video store. You go. It's a video. They sell videos. They sell CDs. They sell Blu-rays. They sell TV seasoned as well. And you will not believe these prices. This, every CD at Media Outlet is just a dollar. Every audio book and DVD are just $2 each. You can get a Blu-ray video game, or TV box set for just $3. Those are the prices for everything in the store. You walk in, the smell of popcorn hits you immediately, and you will be amazed at these selection. Is the largest selections of movies in the entire Memphis area. It is Media Outlet located right there off of Lamar Avenue at 4227 East Rains Road. That's 4227 East Rains Road. They're open Monday through Saturday, so you can swing by right now, pick up a movie to add to your collection or to watch tonight. They're open Monday through Saturday. Go to ExploreDBDs.com where they're open all the time. You can take a look and get more information about Media Outlet. It is a, There's a team of uh, Cinemaniacs up there. They will help you and you will spend so much time there just browsing the selection, finding the best possible deals on DVDs and movies. That is Media Outlet on East Rains Road in Memphis. You will not regret your trip there and media outlet every week is bringing us uh, our Bluff City Law Review. This week was episode number four of 10 episodes that we found out this week and every week so far uh, during the show's run. We've been joined by Holly Whitfield. She's on the road today. She is the blogger for the I Love Memphis blog, and she does join me now. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. How are you? I am doing better than Bluff City Law. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But uh, there's still a chance. There is still a chance. For those who have not heard the news yet, Holly, you want to break it to them uh, nice and easily? Everybody sit down. If, 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 you're not, if, you're not dri- if you're driving, you should be sitting down already, I guess. Yeah, sit down. I, about to break some bad news. You want to tell them, Holly, what's happening? Well, they're they're trying to break it to us easy too. So <laughs> instead of saying it's canceled, they said, "Oh, we're not going to order any more episodes. We're going to stop production in Memphis in a couple of weeks, and basically not have a full season." So that pretty much says to me, we will not see season two, and we will see a truncated season one, and that is a huge bummer. Bluff City Law, episode four aired this week. So the, the story being broken by John Bifus over at the Commercial Appeal, picked up by a bunch of uh, other media outlets here, uh, that they will cease shooting. They're going to wrap up on, on Halloween here in Memphis. Uh, it will be the last day of the shooting. So, so they're continuing to shoot, which is also um, <clears throat> can be quite awkward. But they, they're going to get to episode 10, and in this day of digital streaming, and I, we're going to be able to see all 10 episodes at some point. If they're shooting 10 episodes, there's going to be a way to access the 10 episodes. So whether or not, it, if it does get canceled and it does get pulled off of NBC's lineup soon, 
then uh, then we will still be able to see it. We may have to subscribe to the Peacock streaming service, which we don't really want to do, uh, to see the remaining uh, episodes. But right now it's still on the air. It's still on Monday night. Episode 5 is coming up this week, and they're starting a, a romantic storyline to try to grab some viewers. And, and, and we will talk about that. But it, it does look like this is is on uh, its way to end after just 10 episodes. Right. And this is just really unfortunate because a lot of men fans are employed by the production. And it's obviously been really awesome to see all of the Memphis scenes popping up. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like for what it is, the show is, is hit its stride, especially episode four. A lot of people say that's the best one, but I think they had lost viewers before that. Well, the, so the kind issue, of too yeah. late. The issue with but, episode four, if we want to get into it, is that they didn't have enough of that family drama part. That's what we really like, right? We really want, because uh, this is a family and a legal drama. At least that's what I'm enjoying, that it's both, right? You get a, a double, double, double the fun. And there wasn't much family drama this week. They didn't really continue. That was spe- we needed another tr- twist, another next level step. And it looks like they're going to do that possibly next week um, with uh, the, what, ex-husband getting involved. Right. Well, I mean, this week we did get to meet, what's his name, Anthony, the attorney. We got to meet his wife. And so there was that aspect, but it was really more about the legal drama with this family drama. Um, right. There was some moment. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, it's just taking them a minute to get rolling. Um, I understand they want to set everything up, but right. <laughs> get, you, I don't know. You got to move faster in, in today's TV world, I guess. Yeah, that was the problem with Sun Records, the other show that the CMT show that shot in Memphis uh, about um, you know the, the the million dollar quartet. It went too slow, right? Like get get to the we want to see the million dollar quartet. We don't want to see them way before they're the million dollar quartet. The, yeah, the, well, <laughs> they never got to it. They never <laughs> got to the million dollar quartet part. Not right. even close. Not, Not even, even close. close. Not even. It's you know I don't know how Gotham <clears throat> Gotham on Fox. Excuse me. Uh, you know the Batman prequel show. I don't know how how it kept going for so many years. Like he's not Batman yet, but he's gonna be Batman. And these prequel stuff can be something. But anyway, this show is moving a little bit faster than those. And we will get episode five next week. But let's talk about episode number four. The one I've been looking forward to since before the first episode aired. And let's why you were because there was uh, it wasn't leaked it was just posted they posted online they were they were looking there was a casting call out there right for, so the episode centers on some ripped from the headline stuff um, we've got some there's like a white supremacy rally that happens in Memphis there's counter protesters there's violence and the question is can the guy who's leading the for lack of a better word, white supremacist rally. I mean, can he, is he to be held accountable for violence because he organized this rally on Twitter? Can his tweet be held accountable? So that's the whole free speech, hate speech argument. But yes, there was a casting call for privileged looking white men to come and be the TV torch guys. So, you know, I just, I was very curious as to how they would handle this very touchy, divisive topic. Uh, and, something so really like i said ripped from the headlines i mean i got emotional in the first 30 seconds of the show which by the way if you did not tune in right when the show started you like missed something because a lot of stuff happened in literally the first 30 seconds 
Um, Don't miss the first 30 seconds of this week's Bluff Sea I'm Law. serious. Like, this whole thing happens right at the beginning, and it's just very sad and, and difficult to watch, considering it's basically what has happened um, in real life. So that's why I was looking forward to it so much. The uh, title of the episode, Fire in a Crowded Theater, episode number four. Another one. Every episode seems to be ripped from the headlines in, in some type of way. The... What was your, let's talk about it. It was a controversial episode, but there had to be a favorite moment, something that you really liked that they did uh, in the episode. Uh, what was your favorite moment, Holly? Well, I have two. I have one that relates to the main main topic. Okay. And then I have another one that's just a Memphis moment that might be your favorite moment too, I'm not sure. But um, I'll go with the one that relates to the, to the legal case in this. It's when um, one of the assistants, uh, attorneys, one of the investigators is a black woman and she w- walks into the courtroom and just sits down in the middle of all of the defendant's uh, supporters. And she just sits down in the middle of all these clearly unfriendly people. And it's just this uh, really fun moment. And we were all live tweeting it and all the actresses and actors from the show were getting really into it. It's just kind of this moment of like, I'm not afraid of you. We're all going to sit together and see what happens in the courtroom. So I got into that. That was my favorite part in terms of that, the legal case. And you bring up a—I mean, you good point. You get to watch live every every Monday, and, and the, the community, you know, the city is coming together. People are watching together. It's a on on social media. You can follow along and talk to people. That has been my like my favorite part because here we are in 20, 2019. There's not many television shows that everybody watches. We Game of Thrones just ended. That was one of those shows. Uh, that everybody in the country watched, but this was like on that level locally, and it still is. I and mean, people are watching. Hopefully, when this news leaks, right? You don't want this news to leak because it may discourage people from continuing to watch. Right? We're gonna get right. we're gonna get the ten episodes, so they they have the opportunity to wrap up the story. They know now on the nineteenth of October, and they're filming through Halloween, so they know they can make tweaks. I mean, the scripts have already been ordered, but there's a chance that they can make tweaks and wrap up the story in these 10 episodes if there is a story to wrap up, right? Have a good conclusion to the overall story. But that aside, what I'm saying is that is what I really uh, enjoy is so many. This is bringing together more and more people. Everybody has the opportunity. If you miss it, you can still stream it. You can still catch up with it. Like it's it's uh, the uh, and the potential to continue to do that uh, going forward is what I'm going to miss if the show is, in fact, canceled. So that's a great yeah. favorite. That's your favorite yeah. moment, number one. Yes. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, you have, so you can go ahead and say, we'll see if your favorite moment's the same as mine. Okay. So my part. other favorite moment is this like other storyline that's been happening. And that storyline's gotten a little wobbly. The one with uh, George, I think his last name is Bell. George Bell, he's like wrongly convicted of murder. And Jake, the cute attorney, is trying to help him figure that out. And so it's been a little weird at times, but mostly I'm invested in it. Okay. So this, this episode, Jake, the attorney, and George Bell, the recently freed convict, are walking through Court Square in Memphis, and it looks <laughs> gorgeous. It's like the yes. perfect day. The trees are lush. I mean, it looks like Court Square looks. I was there this week. It's exactly what it looked like. And they, uh, George decides that he wants to jump in the fountain in Court Square, which is not a thing I've ever seen happen in real life, but maybe we will now. So it was just really fun. Memphis looks great. They look like they were having a good time. Don't recommend doing it, but I won't stop you. <laughs> move, move over, Friends Fountain, 
clueless fountain. Get out of the way. This is the new big, big fountain in pop culture, the Court Square fountain. Right. <laughs> you want to go uh, dancing at that. Court Square is making its second big, like, uh, appearance on, on screen over the past year. We we always break it down, Holly, and, all, and always enjoy talking to you when we, you're always on to, to help me talk about these shows. Because Memphis has been spotlighted in, in movies and television more so than, than, than ever before over this past year. And on at Christmas in Graceland, the the which debuted back December, the original Christmas in Graceland, they had the that bizarre festival. We're still trying to figure out what it was. The hot chocolate the hot festival, festival the or whatever. Hot, right, the hot chocolate festival was also in Court Square. So Court Square seems to be a, a go to destination for for filming, and it can really look nice, right? It looked like a great spot for a festival. It looked like a great spot to to spend a of spring or fall day, whatever season they're in, on on Bluffy yeah. Law. Yeah, I know. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was cool, too. There's there's already gifts out from the episode. So if you were doing the live tweeting thing, we we're kind of able to like share those. Is, um, that was fun. Did you have a favorite part is, that was different or was that also your favorite part? I didn't know the favorite part. This is I that was that, that part was great. And I, I'm wondering because I, you know, I, I keep up and reading the news and there's been a lot of reports about the city being concerned about people swimming at Mud Island. Do you, th- you think this is going to carry over to here and we're going to have to turn Court Square or just open it up to swimming because people just will have to swim in it? <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> you don't think it's going to happen? What should, no. We should do a think tank on, on the Mud Island. Sw- I think we, uh, I've been swimming back in the day when I was a kid. I swam in that Mud Island swimming pool, which did not have the proper uh, chlorine levels. <laughs> and it was fun. It was fun. They should they should bring it back. When it was actual swimming pool. I have not swam in it since it was... Uh, I was not going 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 swimming in that whatever it is uh, these days. All right, my the Gulf of Mexico. It's yeah, it's, the it's, it's, Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is the Gulf. Of, I will swim in the Gulf of Mexico, just not the Mud Island Gulf of Mexico. My favorite moment has to be the Liberty Mural, not the, the stuff that happened at the mural, but I like that that they had to in a city of murals <laughs> they had to create a new one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but is that is it still down there? Did they take it down? What did, they took it down? They it's, why? Um, I mean, I'm assuming they they created it with temporary whatever, and it was you know not meant to to last, and also probably central you know. So I think the reason that they installed the the quote unquote fake ones when we have so many great civil rights murals in Memphis right. that are permanent is just the location is so great on Central Station, and Central Station is getting ready to reopen as a hotel and all that. They probably don't want those covering their windows for the hotel or whatever they were. I don't know. I'm assuming it has something to do with the hotel, but they were awesome. And a lot of people really responded to those murals, which got me excited because I was like, Oh, well, there are a bunch of like permanent ones right. and maybe people will want to go check out, check those out. Are you going to get so, a, get a blog up on that? Let's, I think, I, think I am. I think yeah. Good. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on a list of like civil rights and Memphis history murals. So there's a bunch. There's a bunch. So it can, yeah. And that, that corner, G Patterson, South Main, that is where every production at some point has got, if you're filming in Memphis, you've got to film at that corner of South Main, G Patterson, Ernestine Hazel's on one corner of the arcade restaurant. And uh, it's, uh, it's a, a great place to shoot to get the Memphis vibe. And also, uh, so that's part of the reason why they, I could see that they, it, it made sense to, to be on that corner because they know how to, everybody knows how to set up and do everything there. So, right. Uh, I just wish they would have kept it up at least, you know, for a little bit longer. But I guess that it will deter any possible protests that could be happening 
in, in, in front of that in front of that mural. So next week's episode, we're going in. We're, we've got 10 episodes. Now, whether they all will air on NBC, we don't know. Episode five will air uh, this coming Monday night. It's called When the Levy Breaks. You just can't tell what the episodes are about by the episode titles necessarily. You can probably read into it. You know, you had the fire in a crowded theater had a completely different meeting. Is When the Levy Breaks, is that just going to be a line in uh, Elijah uh, Strait's like closing arguments or what, you know? So um, I think it's going to literally be about when some levees break and some homes get destroyed. <laughs> okay. So well, we, this one, we do know going to be a double meaning. Yeah. And we've got the, 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 the family uh, drama that will happen uh, this Monday. But uh, so Bluff City Law, the like, why do you think it didn't work here? So we wrap up this conversation. Well, or why do you think people? I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much competition right now with TV, and there's so much great, really risky, over the top storylines TV, and really Bluffy Law being a legal drama and a family drama. um, Despite anything fresh they brought to it, people who didn't take the time to watch it are probably going to think it's just another network legal drama, right? Um, and in some ways it was, and I don't know if that was necessarily, it just didn't have the spark. I don't know. I don't know what it's going up against, but I mean, most people, I don't, don't watch TV live. This is the first time I've watched TV live in <laughs> ever. I mean, besides like a sporting event. Right. So there's just a lot of, they're up against a lot basically. And think, yeah, it just didn't hit it hard enough. That's true. And it. The voice is a great lead-in, but is the voice a great lead-in for this show? Would it have made more sense? Do you pair Bluff City Law with one of those Chicago shows? Maybe do some crossovers, have people ride the train from Chicago to Memphis, vice versa. Uh, and and maybe <laughs> I mean, yes. that's kind of the same audience, right? The people who are watching Chicago Fire, the people who would want to watch Bluff City Law, not necessarily uh, the singing competition audience, even though you do have a bigger audience there. But Bluff City Law this past Monday uh, – what led to this news, it fell in the ratings, uh, it was Monday night's lowest rated program on the Big Four broadcast network. So that is not good. Hopefully it goes back up. So tune in this week. Watch it on Hulu. We can still save the show. It's not canceled yet. It has not been canceled yet. There still could be an episode 11. Uh, just tell your friends. Watch it on Hulu and DVR it. Try to watch it live if you can. And uh, we can keep talking about it here every single Saturday. Holly, thanks for making some time uh, for us uh, again, as always. Enjoy your uh, Saturday. And we'll talk to you next week about episode five. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Holly. It's Holly Whitfield from the I Love Memphis blog. Take a quick time out. Be right back. When we come back, we're going to solve some of the greatest mysteries in the entire city. Uh, that's on the other side. As you're listening to Serena Live here on Sports 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM. Where Memphis comes for real, real sports talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now. Back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Coming up at 11, it will be wrestling time. Today on the show, as always, Jerry the King Lawler will join me. And in studio this week, we've got Katrina Coleman and Brian Balow, the husband and wife tag team that together puts on the You Look Like show every single month at the PH Cafe. It is tonight, and they will talk about that and talk about the biggest news in wrestling, another big week of professional wrestling, which um, you know we will be saying for many weeks to come. 
as long as the ratings hold on those shows. But before we get out of here today on uh, Cerrito Live, we do like to take a moment to try to to solve the biggest mysteries and the biggest problems of the city. Now, we're not necessarily like straight and associates there on Bluff City Law. We only do so much. So what we do every week, what we're trying to do every week is try to answer the biggest mysteries in Memphis. So we go to Reddit and look at the biggest questions people are asking on the Memphis Reddit page. Gabe, but real quick, tell people what Reddit is. They're it, listening it, and they don't know what it is. It's a heck of a message board. It's, it's really <laughs> just the gift that keeps on giving. There's a lot of questions <laughs> on here uh, that I, I want answers to. And then there's some that I, I don't understand. Well, but, let's, let's try to answer, let's try to answer right, some of these Reddit questions. Let's open here. And I, I actually need an answer to this one. Okay. Any good haunted houses in Memphis? Ooh, haunted houses in Memphis. That's a that's a that's a very good. I mean, it's Halloween season right now, and I'm busy doing a bunch of you know Halloween themed trivia's. We're doing the Office Halloween episode trivia. We're doing uh, Hocus Pocus trivia. We got a Trick or Trivia spooktacular on Halloween night. I think I have not been to a haunted house in ages. There's actually a house on my street that looks pretty haunted. <laughs> but <laughs> there's there like I'm from St. Louis. There's some like abs there's one called the darkness, the ones where they chase you chase after you with the chainsaws and I see I just don't know of any of that in Memphis. Well, you could definitely find. We just talked to Holly Whitfield from the I Love Memphis blog and and oftentimes you do encounter these questions when we're trying to answer, you know, these are the biggest mysteries in Memphis we're answering here on on Reddit. People need to know. And sometimes you can just go to Holly's website, I love Memphis, the I love Memphis blog.com. I love Memphis blog.com. She has a 2019 Memphis guide to Halloween, haunted houses, pumpkin patches, parties, and events. So we'll we'll leave it there. Definitely there's your guide to haunted houses. There are haunted houses here. And do they do haunted she, escape rooms yet? I have no idea. That, that would be a great idea. It'd be terrifying, right? You're stuck yeah. in there. <laughs> that would be a great idea. All right, but second question to, here. All right, let's go to another question. Uh, ideas, what are some ideas for events at Tiger Lane during the offseason? Ooh, ideas for events at Tiger Lane in the offseason. And I think this one could go a lot of different ways. Like, you, there's there's events that they don't have there that they could have there very right. easily. You, there should, in theory, there should be like a festival there like every other weekend in the fall and the spring, right? Like, they should set up, break down. It's a perfect place to have a festival. It's going to be the home for, I'm, a, I'm guessing, for Barbecue Fest during the off year because they're about to have to move out of Tom Lee Park for a year. And that was Strickland's plan. He got reelected, so that's probably moving forward. And when they moved out of Tom Lee Park uh, once before, they moved it to Tiger Lane, and you had Barbecue Fest there with a view of the, the beautiful fountain and, and the Mid-South Coliseum. It was a different view than the river, but it was kind of cool. See, I went to a bourbon festival down at Tom Lee Park, and I thought it was a little cramped. I feel like on Ti- Tiger Lane, it would sort of open up the space and just be more— Tiger, Tiger Lane is built for more area tailgating, which a festival is oftentimes just small little tailgates, right? People are setting yep. up tents, whether they're competition tents or they're, they're selling crafts or whatever. Uh, always in favor of more festivals, better. Memphis Burger Fest eventually moved there, but now they're kind of in this weird holding pattern. Uh, let's see. I, I want to see some more festivals. I know there's some that that do happen, like uh, Food Truck Fest. It is the perfect spot for for festivals, but there should be other other things that happen there. American Ninja Warrior is what we need, right? They need to come set up the American Ninja Warrior uh, <laughs> obstacle course. There. Yeah, the trials. And, that would be, yeah, be fun. That would be what I would like that to see. That would be nice. Away. All right, wait, All right. Wait, one and this one, one I, I, this poor person, I you know I feel I feel bad, but <laughs> they ask, is there any way to purchase beer fest tickets after they sold out? Wait, okay, this person's asking <laughs> what now? Is there any way to purchase tickets for beer fest after they have sold out? 
Well, <laughs> I, I think we need to go over the definition of sold out. Wait, we need to talk to this to this uh, Reddit user here. Yes, Beer Fest is today, Cooper Young Beer Fest, and they usually do sell out. And usually, Reddit user, when something sells out, the only way to get tickets is to buy them probably from a scalper. You could probably check Craigslist. You know, there's other second-hand sites. Maybe that's what they're looking for. But, like, usually if something is sold out, that means there are no more tickets available. And <laughs> You better get ready to cough up a little more money than you would have originally. Right. I'll say that much. But, hey, try to get into that festival. It's awesome. Um, they put that on every year. Right across from Memphis Made, where I'm at uh, multiple times a week with Bingo and Trivia. But that's it. We're out of time today. We're, we don't have any more time left to answer your questions. We'll answer some more next week. Uh, try to, to help out and answer these big mysteries over there on the Memphis Reddit board. But we're not done for the day. When we come back, we're going to talk wrestling on the radio here on Sports 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM.